Tafshin Daf Yud Zayin Amud Aleph, Growing Wealth, Shiyeshnan Bichlal Bracha. The pursuit of wealth as an end in itself is a destructive force both in terms of the well-being of, of people uh, as well as the sustainable prosperity of businesses and of communities and of nations. But wealth as an outcome of doing the right things or growth as an outcome of doing the right things, both ethically and, and from a business perspective, from an economic perspective, that's a siman bracha. That's a sign of, of bracha because it is the nature of healthy organisms to grow. When an organism stops growing, it dies. And so growth as an outcome, you, you don't drive growth. If your, your child is, a, is, is a, little, a little kid and you want the child to grow up to be an, uh, a wonderful adult, you don't drive their growth. You don't say, you've got to grow, you've got to grow, you've got to grow. What can we do about your growth? You're not growing fast enough. What can we, that's not what we do. We make sure the child lives a healthy life and we watch the growth as an, as an indicator of whether everything's okay or not. It's the same in a business. If we drive growth relentlessly, we destroy people and we destroy the business in the process. We make people sugar. But if we are doing the right things to nurture growth and then we watch the growth as a, as a measure of our success, then that's the right thing. That's, that's a siman bracha. In understanding the relationship between growth and bracha and how they work, we have two worldviews in our Gemara. We have the worldview of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai and of Rabbi Loza ben Yaakov, both of them Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva. So we're talking about nearly 2,000 years ago, the uh, the period around the destruction of the of the second Beis Hamikdash, and our Gemara is based on a, a few psukim. As you know, we're dealing with the Hilchot uh, Avadim about the laws of slavery. We explained in the last year as to why slavery appears here in Kiddushin, and today we deal particularly with the laws of Ha'anaka, the the payment that you make to a an Evidivri to a Jewish servant that you've whose, whose labor you've purchased. When you let him go, there's a mitzvah of Ha'anaka. You've got to give him a gift uh, as, as he leaves. And we've got that in Parshat Re'eh. Um, we had just a, a week or two ago. Ki yimachel lecha achicha evri o avriya v'avadcha sheh shanim v'vashana shviit tushachem l'chavshim yinamach. He works for you for six days, for six years, and on the seventh year you send him free. V'chit tushachem l'chavshim yinamach lo tushachem l'reikam. And when you send him free, when you release him, you should not let him go empty-handed. Ha'anek ta'anik lo, you shall give him a gift, mitzoncha, from your flock, migornecha, from your threshing floor, u'miyikvecha, and from your wine presses. Asher be'rachacha, Hashem elokecha, titen lo, from that which Hashem has blessed you with, you shall give him. You must remember that you were once a slave in Eretz Mitzrayim and Hashem redeemed you. That's why I'm instructing you to do the same thing when you allow the slave to go free, when you release him. This is what you need to do. The Gemara brings a sifri from Pashas Davar. I might think from these verses that when you give your slave a gift, it has to be wine or wheat or, um, uh, or, or sheep. It has to be something very specific. It says, no, you've got to give him from that which Hashem has blessed you with. You give him any, from everything that Hashem blessed you with. So why does the Torah mention sheep 
threshing floor, wine, wine press. Why doesn't it say? You shall give him a gift from that which Hashem has blessed you with. It mentions these three to give you a, a specific generality. This is a case as Rashmore brings in the name of Tosfos, who we don't have, how the Gemara learns this out. It's a klal or pratu klal, where you've got specifics and you've got generalities, and there are ways that we balance these specifics and generalities. So this is not so general as to be you can give him whatever you want. Nor is it so specific that you've got to give him specifically sheep, wine, and, and wheat. That, that's also not what it means. What does it mean? The common denominator of sheep, wine, meaning vines and wheat, the common denominator is growth. The common denominator is, is brocha. Miuchadim sheishnam bechlal bracha. Afkol sheishnam bechlal bracha. So you've got to give him something which facilitates it or which, which allows growth, something which entails growth. That's what you learn from, from Tzonchagor Nechai V'yikvecha. Divrei Rabbi Shimon, and what, and what does that exclude? So what, that means you can give him anything. No, says Rabbi Shimon, not cash. Don't give him money. And with this, we see Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai's worldview emerging uh, as, as to, I don't believe it's, it's his worldview that gives him, the, brings about his way of understanding the posuk. I believe it's the way he understands the posuk that develops his worldview. And we'll see his worldview in a moment. Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov Pradot. No, it's mules that you can't, because mules can't reproduce. You can't build a flock of mules. That's what it means you don't give him. Don't give him something that you can't breed, that you can't grow. But, but money, money you can invest. Money can grow. So they've got different views about money. Is money a commodity or is money a force of, of growth? Is money a... Uh, an investment instrument. For Rabbi Shimon, what does Rabbi Shimon say about money? Uh, what does Rabbi Shimon say about mules? Is Rabbi Elazar uh, ben Yaakov is right? Mules can't grow. They can grow. You can get a little mule, and the little mule becomes big and strong. That's growth. So, so they included in what you're allowed to give the slave. For Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov, Ksafim Avid Buhu Iska. Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov says money. That you invest money in business. What great, what more, what greater instrument of growth is there than cash, than money? And therefore, that's the biggest gift that you can give him. People have this dilemma often when they're giving gifts, right? Isn't that so? Should I give them? Should I buy them a gift, or should I give them a check? Uh, you go to a wedding. They, what, what would they appreciate more? Would they appreciate the money, or they appreciate it's a machlokes Rabbi Lozer ben Yaakov and Rabbi Shimon as to what as to as to what it is? Do you give them? But, but one thing it needs to be, it needs to be something that can grow and develop. One doesn't give them something that is, that is static. Remember Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, this is the same Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, Rabbi Shimon is Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. Rashi tells us many times that when it says Rabbi Shimon in the Gemara, unless it says otherwise, that's Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. What does Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai say in Gemara Brochus in Gemara and Daf Lamed Hay? When it says, it says, Hashem tells Yoshua that you, the Sefer Torah should never cease from your lips. You should be learning all day. Does that mean literally? So we've got Rabbi Yishmuel. He says, no, you've got to go to work as well. And Shimon Yochai says, what do you mean go to work? Then when are you going to learn? 
It, it does mean literally that if, if you're keeping Hashem's will, you don't have to worry about earning a living. It will happen miraculously, says Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, who you remember lived in the cave for so long with his son uh, and, and lived on, on, on nothing. So Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai has a view of, of money that is not, is not as positive as that is, uh, as Rabbi Loza ben Yaakov. Where Rabbi Loza ben Yaakov learns this this piece of chumash out in such a way that the, the brocha, that real brocha is in money, in cash, because cash can grow, cash can be invested, cash can be put into a business and one can develop it. And their machlokas is, are we looking at growth as something organic? If you've got a flock of sheep, they grow naturally, you just have to take care of them and they grow and they multiply. Are we looking at organic growth or are we looking at the growth that requires human ingenuity? which is financial growth. You can't just take a bag of money and expect it to grow. Nothing will happen with it. You need to apply human ingenuity to capital. And if you apply human ingenuity to capital, capital grows. So Rabbi Lozab and Yaakov says, that's brocha. Brocha, when we're talking about it, it has to be yuchadim nam bichlal bracha. What is something you would give as a gift that has brocha entailed in it? There's nothing more than, than, than kesef, than cash. Because what is brocha? Brocha is you apply human ingenuity and intellect to the, the, the object, in this case the money, capital, and the capital grows, that's brocha. That's what it is. The fact that you've got a, a flock and the flock grows organically, that's also brocha. But, but certainly money is included. But a, a mule that has a limit to how much it can grow, it can just become a bigger, stronger mule, but it can't get more mules. That's not growth. That's not what we're talking about. No, says Rabbi Shumim and Yochai, we're not talking about applying human ingenuity for growth. If you have to apply human ingenuity, that's not brocha. That's economic effort. That's you, you're doing business. That's not brocha. Brocha is you don't do anything. It's Rabbi Shumim and Yochai l'shitato in brocha. So if you really are having brocha, you shouldn't have to do anything for business. It should grow by itself. That's, that's, ultimate, that's ultimate brocha according to Rabbi Shumim and Yochai. What do we mean by this idea of brocha? What, what is brocha? How do we access it? What does it do? So the, part of the, the most important pieces in, in understanding Brocha is in Reb Chaim Velozhna, the Vilna Gaon's uh, prime Talmud, uh, who wrote the Nefesh HaChaim. And in the second Shah of Nefesh HaChaim, he deals with Brocha and he says, ki milat baruch When we say Baruch Ata Hashem, we're not praying to Hashem. That's not what Bracha means. Bracha is not about a tefillah. And although he doesn't bring our Gemara, our Gemara is a clear, a clear proof for, for what the, um, the Nefesh Achaim says. It's not just the Nefesh Achaim. It's just that in the Nefesh Achaim, he says it in a very clear and, and accessible way. All the Sifrei Kabbalah talk about Bracha in this way. That, that Bracha is Lashon Tosefet Viribui. It's about growth. It's about increasing value. Having t- starting with something and it growing into more. Uchinyan Kachnat Birchati, and he brings various proofs, proofs for that. And then he goes on to say that the idea of when we, Baruch Hashem, so how are we blessing Hashem? What are we giving Hashem more? He says, yes, that there is a requirement from us to add strength to Hashem, so to say, not to Hashem himself in his essence to the way Hashem manifests Himself in this world. And by doing that, by adding strength to Hashem, that 
When we say a bracha in davening, it's, it means adding more. That's really what it means. That's what Hashem wants for whatever reasons. Throughout filot, look at the power of the human being. That throughout filot, we're going to stand in a few minutes' time and we're going to daven shachris. And we're going to say Baruch Hashem many times during the next half an hour. And every time we say Baruch Hashem, we are improving, we're fixing, we're repairing the higher worlds to make them able to receive Hashem's force, Hashem's energy. So you've got Hashem, so to say, at the top of it all. Now you've got all these worlds between us and Hashem. We are strengthening these higher worlds. That's the, that's the bracha. To enable them to receive energy from Hashem. So that these higher worlds are ready today. As we move into the day today, we prepare them to accept Hashem's energy. So that they can be filled and overflowing with Hashem's brocha and kudusho. And the result of this is we get a piece of it too. We get a share of that. So what we're doing, davening, we're not davening for ourselves. We're not even davening for Klal Yisrael. We're davening for the higher worlds. We're davening for Hashem's universe. We're davening that Hashem will bring His energy into that universe of higher worlds. And through that, we get the benefit of that bracha as well. Some of that comes down to us as, as well. Gadol koach, and that's what it says, Gadol koach birkat hamazon shemosif koach bracha b'familia shomala. Where the Zohar says that birkat hamazon, benching is important because when you bench, you add power to the familia shomala, to Hashem's higher worlds of energy. That's why it's a terrible thing when people say, ah, it's mazonis bread, we don't, have to bench, we, don't have to, we don't have to wash, we don't have to bench. I don't have to add any strength to Hashem's upper worlds. Isn't that great? I don't need extra bracha. I don't need to give Hashem a bracha. I don't need to get Hashem. That's what it means when we try and get ourselves out of Birkat Amazon. What are we saying? We'll go all the way. We'll schlep to the other side of the world to get a bracha from a tzaddik. And here you can get a bracha from the Rebbeinu Shalom and you can give the bracha a Rebbeinu Shalom and you want mazonis bread so that you don't have to make Birkat Amazon. And it says, in fact, if one eats and doesn't bench, doesn't bench at all, then you're a gazan, you're robbing Hashem and the world of brocha that he would otherwise have access to, which you're not facilitating. It's unbelievable what the human being can do. He is depriving the universe of the power of brocha that Hashem would give through his birkas and through the way he benches at the end of a meal. And so we shouldn't just mumble our, our benching to realize what we're doing when we're benching, what cosmic forces we're, we're affecting through the benching. So that's the idea of bracha. Bracha is growth that comes as a result of connecting to Hashem's source of bracha, of energy, and through that connection, 
Whatever we're working with grows. We grow. We grow our inner worlds. We spoke in the last few days also about growing our inner worlds. Not only growing our, our exteriority, but growing our interiority. Making sure that our neshamas are developing, our character, our identity is developing, that our lives are developing, our families are developing, our children are developing, our friendships and relationships are developing, our communities are developing. We need growth. All these things need to be growing. Growing in quality and growing in quantity because growth is a semantic. Growth means we're connecting to, to Hashem, we're doing the right things, and when an organism is connected to Hashem and doing the right things, the natural outcome is that it, it grows. But there's another dimension to growth which is important as well, which we see in Parshas Pachukotai, you will eat your bread to, and, and be satisfied. On that posuk, where it starts of saying, Rashi says, In the beginning of Parshat Pachukotai, we're told about what things look like when they're going well. What is healthy growth when the economy is doing well? What does it look like? It looks that there's so much growth that you're going to be busy until the time of, of harvesting. And after the harvesting, you're going to be busy until you're planting. The entire year, you're going to be busy in the farms because there's so much brocha, there's just so much blessing and, and produce. However, as much as there is, you won't need it. Because what is you will find nourishment and satisfaction in small quantities. And the rest you can export, the rest you'll be able to sell. You won't need that much. So the other way of creating bracha is, it's important to understand the two elements. One element of bracha is growth and plenty. And the other element of bracha is growth through sufficiency. So if I've got a million dollars and I would like to be able to invest the million dollars, but what can I do? I, I spend the million dollars. That's not a whole lot of bracha. So now I need my million dollars to become two million dollars. Otherwise I haven't got enough to I haven't got enough to invest. I spend it all. But if I only spend a hundred thousand dollars of that, because that's sufficient for me. Not because I'm I'm suffering. It's not like a, a other religions have this view of just the mistapek mumuat, meaning I'm okay with doesn't matter, I'm okay with nothing, I'm happy to live in poverty. That's not what mistapek bumuat means. Mistapek bumuat means I'm fully satisfied. I'm completely nourished. I've learned how to extract optimal value from small inputs. And that's a skill we've talked about before that applies not only in terms of food. To be able to get full nourishment from small amounts of food, not have to eat enormous amounts of food. We've talked about it in, in, in areas of economics, of being able to find happiness and luxury and satisfaction in small things, about the pleasures of life, to be able to get emotional and spiritual satisfaction from small things, a beautiful rashi, a lovely sunset, and a, a nice comment from a friend, a, a poem that one reads, little things that are able to nourish one. We don't allow ourselves the time to extract nourishment. And therefore we need more and more and more. That's not bracha. Part of bracha is being able to extract enormous value from small amounts of quantity. And those are the two ways that bracha is affected. It's affected by increasing the quantity and it's affected by us learning how to increase the quality of our intake, being able to be fully satisfied and nourished and happy with small amounts rather than to need large amounts. And the Malbim in Parashas Bahar actually says that these are two different brachot and the greater one is the second one. 
The physical bracha of having lots that your million becomes two million, that's kind of natural. That's what happens in, the, in economics. If you do the right thing, your wealth grows. There's bracha in that, but it's not nice. That's not miracle. That's bracha. But it's miracle when you're able to find enough pleasure and enough sustenance in small amounts to really give you the nourishment that you need. Physical nourishment, emotional nourishment, spiritual nourishment. That's b'derech nice. That's already miraculous. That's taking the bracha to, to a new level. And so, yes, as we said in the beginning, the pursuit of, the relentless pursuit of growth as an end in itself is a destructive force in society. However, to see growth as the outcome of doing the right things, to see growth in our ability to find plenty in small things, the ability of growth to be the result of Hashem's bracha, of us connecting to Hashem's world, of us saying our brachot, our brikat amazon, in the correct way, our brachot in the morning in the correct way, creating the connection between the worlds of the, of the universe and Hashem's source of bracha so that we can benefit from that. That type of growth is a siman bracha. That's what bracha in fact means. The bracha of growth. 